0: air water earth fire for hundreds of years the four nations have lived in harmony the avatar master of all four elements has always been responsible for maintaining the peace but avatar roku passed away 13 years ago and now the four nations look to the air nomads to reveal the next avatar but the world is met with silence Five young heroes stopped a secret Fire Nation invasion on their way to deliver the news of the Air Nomad genocide to ba Sing Sensei. Now the world knows of the loss of the Air Nomads and both the Water Tribes and the Earth Kingdom prepare for all-out war. But as harmony is dissolved, our young heroes need to address the agitated spirits and bring peace back to the world. Previously on the Flying Bison Podcast... The crew is on the hunt for an artifact touched by Ko. Something stalks Liko, Osa, and Rosic while they explore a capsized boat. And are the Northern Water Tribe members the crew meets who they say they are? With a murderer in their midst, with the ability to change their face? No one can be trusted.
1: Ooh,
0: spooky. Oh my gosh. Oh my ah. god Please no. What was that? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> it's
2: just a little cut out of my face. Oh, that's figuring.
0: terrifying. That's Even absolutely terrifying. It's,
2: no. it's in case I lose my face. I. I uh, <laughs> well, Nick, I felt it was topical.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, is. Nick, I, did you get that? because of the last two episodes or did you just have a cut out of your face sitting around your house
2: yeah now if i'm being honest i just had a cut out of my face sitting around my house but
0: just like in preparation for if your face gets taken off well or like... you know what
2: now i need it so <laughs>
0: <laughs> terrifying that would be terrifying if uh i showed up to milwaukee and nick didn't have a face and he just walked around with that in front of his face
1: and it was because of you it's because, of, oh gosh.
0: Uh, but that, I, I do, it is it is Halloween.
2: The whole weekend of Halloween is, is Halloween. It's, so.
0: Yeah, it's Halloween. So, I gotta know, what is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you in real life?
3: Probably the first time I had to pay taxes.
1: Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> um. Was capitalism! Was Maybe the first time i had to move into a new place was it because about, of the rats i'm talking or? about, I'm talking about yeah. very real no just the responsibility of it all
0: oh <laughs> i don't want real i don't want like um real sad scary i want like spooky scary yeah
2: okay uh, so. one time i
1: almost drowned another time i set a shed on fire while i was in it and that was really dumb another time i uh, almost got into a car accident Well, that's happened a few times, but not while I was driving. Uh, One time, a large black dog chased after me on my own street when I was like seven years old. And I ran away as long as I could. And my dad went outside with a large butcher knife
4: to kill it um are these all tied for the scariest thing or are you just listing every scary thing that's i'm just happened listing scary <laughs>
1: things that have happened to me to see if anything hits the wall uh one time i was alone in my house and heard like an inimitable like weird human croaky voice noise and that's what could i'm not finding the explanation for it yeah we're talking and, about like strange encounters Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like, paranormal variety. And then one time I had like a green flash of light slash like lightning like whatever kind of come through my kitchen when I was uh, about 12. And I Weird. could, I had no explanation yeah. at all. Mm. I think so that's all, it all I was got. aliens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, well, I was wondering.
3: <laughs> so if we're talking about less like the the fears of approaching adulthood. Then I think the <laughs> first, I think the first time I got sleep, the first and the first oh. and one out of two times I got sleep paralysis is probably yeah. some of the most mm. terrifying, that's terrifying. That's not just terrifying. Tell me,
1: tell me mm. more about that. I've only heard it was, little so things. About I was, that.
3: I was at my, um, at the time this is like 2018. Uh, I was at my partner's house, and it was just terrifying. And it's funny, like I remember, like a week after that, I started thinking like. I don't trust you (laughs) because I got sleep paralysis in your house. (laughs) Well, no, no, it was, it was terrifying. There were like figures like coming out of like the mirror at the foot of her bed. And it was just, Ooh, it was like, I couldn't tell if I was in like dream state or real life.
4: Mm -hmm. Like, well, it was, yeah.
0: Let me, Danny, let me ask you a question. Where was your vision in this sleep paralysis?
3: So it's weird. I was, like i said i couldn't tell if i was in dream state or not mm-hmm. so there were times where i felt like i was like moving my head and looking around but i don't know because it was weird like i almost seamlessly moved in to like a quote-unquote sleep state because i remember at one point i remember like her brother saying from his room like oh good night and i i don't know even now if that was if that actually happened because all of a sudden, next thing you know, there are figures like coming out of her mirror, and I'm looking up and there's one like stand, like sitting like right over me. Ugh. And yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> like the ring type shiz and <laughs> like sitting right over <laughs> me. And I was like, ah, this is nice. <laughs> this is fine. But also I'm very much so, probably because my mom is a huge movie buff and huge horror buff, I'm very much so like influenced by like the like the horror. Like genre of things as well and so like you could definitely tell my subconscious state that my mind was very influenced by that as well because i was just creating all these things and i was like oh no 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 (laughs) yeah
4: i think for me the scariest thing that's ever happened to me is i've had i've had lots of different experiences with uh Like shadow people, I don't know if you guys are Mm -hmm. familiar with like the Mm -hmm. shadow people phenomenon. Um, But the scariest time was when I was six, maybe six, maybe seven. Um, I'd lost a tooth and I put it under my pillow for the "quote unquote" tooth fairy to come and take. And uh, I was excited about getting like a dollar and all that stuff, and I couldn't like sleep. So I'm laying in bed and I was facing my bed was up against the wall and it was a bunk bed. I was on the top bunk I'm facing facing the wall and I feel like there's somebody there so I think like oh it's one of my parents like putting money under my pillow so I roll over and I see the silhouette of a woman just standing next to my bed no no but not moving and I was instantly terrified like blood ran cold horrified I didn't know what else to do so I just pulled the blanket up over my head for a while and then once I like got the courage to like look out from under my blanket, she was still there. Oh no. And so went back under. After a while, I pulled the blanket down and she was gone. And oh. I climbed down and I got under the bed and just like slept the rest of the night under the bed. And in the morning, my mom came to wake me and my brother up. And I was like, why are you just standing next to my bed? like, that was so scary. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, when you came to take my tooth and put money under my pillow, like I was so afraid. And she was like, oh, I forgot you lost a tooth. Oh, no. Yeah. So That'd that messed
5: up if she was just lying about that. And now so either just- yeah, I was
3: going to say I was just saying, either that really, either that was like a strange phenomenon or it's your mom's longest running joke.
5: Because yeah. <laughs> that would totally happen in my family. Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
1: you just triggered a memory i didn't know i had johnny (laughs) (laughs) also bedtime related but in college um one of my college roommates who will remain nameless uh was bunking with me and i was in the top bunk and at some point um had specifically asked people to pray this was a christian university um for demonic stuff to stop happening um Uh, Was having some issues with something, felt kind of tortured by that. And, um, but I didn't think anything of it. And uh, I was in the upper bunk and um, I woke up. I just stirred in the middle of the night, which I often do. I'm a light sleeper, so it's no big deal. And who knows, like, how much dream state I was in or whatever. But, like, I saw the door cracked open uh, to our room, which is fine. We often shared the suite, had kind of open doors or whatever, some light coming in, and um, a little person. Like the form of a little person, so maybe um, I would say three and a half feet tall or something like that, uh, appeared in the doorway very quickly, and I like rubbed my eyes, and the 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 figure like hustled, like moved very quickly, oh. like pitter patter feet straight towards the person under me in the lower bunk. <gasps> oh, f- and that. he stirred in his sleep, <laughs> like I heard like a, like an impact sound, like a thump. And he, like, groaned and mumbled loudly, like, and, like, turned over in his bed. And I was just like, nope, and went back to sleep.
5: Oh, my God. I would never go back to sleep. Like, I was definitely
1: praying, like, frantically I- in my head, like, in the most timid, <laughs> oh quiet, desperate my way. God. That but person like person I- is possessed
0: now and has murdered multiple people. I know. Yep. You've done. They it's your fault, Steve. It's <laughs> your fault. <laughs> they have me to thank, so... <laughs> oh, oh man. my
1: God. Yeah, I don't understand Monroe? it at all. Yeah,
0: Monroe, I feel like you've got a good ghost story.
5: I was going to say. <laughs> um, there, we have it on good account that my grandma's house is haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know why, because she's been the only homeowner. But um, sometimes we'll just hear footsteps around the house when no one's awake and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of houses have those type of memories running through them. But there was one time where i was sleeping and i can smell something that smelled like sulfur and i thought it was a dream so when i woke up and i could still smell it i was like it was a little weird and i heard this footstep like maybe on the roof perhaps in the attic or something but it was just like walking from the front all the way up here and i can smell the sulfur getting closer and closer and then it stopped right above my bed and i just looked up and i was like yeah this is how i go <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what's going on up there <laughs> and it just stopped there and then it kept walking over until the end and then mm. i didn't hear it anymore i didn't hear a dump on the outside of someone jumped off or nothing in the tree because there's an avocado tree near the window but the sulfur uh, smell went with it it sounded like footsteps like a large person
3: Bro, you either got Nightcrawler or Azazel just bamfing in and out of your house. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Both I demons, agree. so... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Isn't Nightcrawler a half-demon? And Nightcrawler's like a sure. tiefling, right? yeah.
4: yeah, sure. With their yeah. Human semantics. They're mutants, but... Semantics.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about RPG terms here.
0: <laughs> um, man, I feel like mine does not compare to any of those. <laughs> I... The, the, the I have one that was like super tropey that happened back when I was in high school and then one that like actually when I think about it still terrifies me to this day Let's hear that I was uh, I was in <laughs> is I was in Israel which is a very spiritual place you know three major world religions claim that there's a lot of spiritual energy happening in Israel and I was uh, sleeping it was at night and I was sleeping with a, a roommate who was also on this trip with me. And I don't the reason I asked Danny about the vision thing when he had sleep paralysis is because to this day, I don't know if this is sleep paralysis or not, because I remember opening my eyes and seeing myself floating above myself sleeping in bed. And I saw myself sit up, give a blood curdling scream and go back to bed.
5: Okay, can I ask? And a I, re-
0: please, absolutely.
5: Were you like sleeping in front of a mirror?
0: No, no, I oh. was like on a window. I was like sitting on the inside of a window, up, like looking down at myself sleeping.
5: So there's no reflection Seem- of you at all.
0: No, no you nah. can see. we're That's- like it was like a stone. It was like a hotel, and like the whole the walls were stone. Sounds like maybe you died. And I saw okay. myself. S- i know that's what I, yeah. I think i think maybe i died and Are then you in another so dimension then
3: right now Did the you're... next
0: day the next day my roommate was like dude do you remember waking up and like screaming and i'm like yes <gasps> i do but i remember it both from doing it and from seeing myself do it it was the it's the weirdest <laughs> just, thing like to this like, day <laughs> i have no idea what happened but i'm convinced something happened
3: you're just like, like yeah, because that's not I normal you're like, yeah, I remember that, but I was astral projecting, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. It was my subconscious empty-vessel self. You know, it's fine. My soul is out of my body. <laughs> I'm man, I'm,
0: I'm really <laughs> questioning, am I alive right now?
4: Or am I, have I been dead this entire you know, time?
1: You've been doing great with this podcast either way, Justin. Yeah, so. yeah. As Thank far you. as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter night. if
2: you're living or dead.
3: Considering you are facing a constant <laughs> exponential crisis, this is... <laughs> oh, man.
2: Yeah, uh, I've spent my entire life avoiding Juju of all types, and um, my scariest story was just that I saw a ghost. I don't got sleep paralysis or demons, like literal demons like you guys do, or astral projecting. I just I just saw a ghost one time, and that was it, so I'm just gonna, we're just gonna move on. That's fine. Uh, there we go. He's, Nick has seen a single ghost in his
0: entire life, and he's... No more of that, please. <laughs> I love horror like the tropes of horror is so fun. it's so hard to land horror stories though um, So I have been super nervous about this episode uh, for a week now and we will see what happens um, But before we jump into that we're gonna we're gonna start off with a breath of fresh air just to cleanse the palate a little bit. Tonight, the camera opens on a kitchen counter. The entire scene is completely silent. We see flour residue on the countertop. Various jars sit half filled and opened. There's a pot on the stove. And as the camera starts zooming in on this pot, we start to see the telltale signs of steam pouring out of the top. And as we get closer to the stove, a a person walks into view with a walk, turns their back to the camera, snaps their finger, and a fire leaps from their finger into the empty slot in the stove. It erupts into flames, igniting the stove, and with that ignition, now the sounds of this kitchen just explodes into a cacophony of lively voices. We hear the crackle of the stove underneath both burners, the bubbling of whatever's in this pot, and now we hear a sizzle as the figure cracks something into the wok. And the camera pans over the shoulder of this unknown chef, and we see from above a brown bubbling stew and eggs being fried in the wok. And now more sounds, children laughing, a baby's coo, and a mother's voice. It's time to execute the plan, Rosic. And a small voice yells out, Mocho lucho, loco moco! And a chuckle emanates from the chef as the eggs are removed. And we follow overhead as our chef turns uh, and takes both the pot and the wok to a small dining table. A plate with a large bed of rice is already set. Several patties of meat already lay upon the rice with a swift movement. The figure then slides these fried eggs off of the wok and on to the rice, almost impossibly lining up the eggs on top of the patties that are on top of this rice.
2: Wow, nice dab!
0: And a young Rosic launcher walks up to the table and climbs into his seat. And then coming into the shot, we see Sonfen walking behind him. And she sets a baby in a high chair. Che, now. Now Zhao shakes his head. Yeah, it wouldn't be possible without your masterful plan. What, uh, remind me, what was the next step again? Pour the curry! Now Zhao and San Fen burst out laughing as Now Zhao deftly pours the contents of the bubbling gravy over the serving plate. I want to serve Che! And we see Rosic moving with all the dexterity of a child, starting to ladle the gravy over baby Che's rice. Now Zhao and Sanfen look at each other and smile and move off into the other room while Rosic is distracted, trying to unsuccessfully get food into Che's bowl. And as Now Zhao and Sanfen move just around the corner, we see in the distance... Baby Che and Rosick in sight. Che is now covered in rice and has egg yolk running down his hair. And the two launcher brothers are just laughing. I think it's time now. We've got to run. The Fire Lord is coming for us, coming for him. And the focus of the scene shifts now so that the two launcher brothers are in focus. Let's at least tell him if we... Tell him, then Rosic can grow up preparing himself, and it f- switches back to Naozhou and Sanfen. Uh, you know how I feel about that, son. Besides, I'm, uh, I'm cooking up something, and I think if I can pull it off, it's going to get not only the Fire Lord off our back, but it's going to protect us going forward. No, no more waiting. No more fear, Naozhou. We need to tell Rosic the truth. He deserves to know it if the entire Fire Nation royalty is going to hunt him down. Enough! And for a moment, we see a familiar Nauzau. Strong and forceful, but an anger that threatens to overtake him at any moment. Sorry. He composes himself and straightens his jacket. We will, just not now. You're right. Rosic deserves to know who his father is. What his father is. I I, I just... I know now. Sanfen uh, lovingly rubs his arm and looks him dead in the eyes. You'll always be his father. And the two smile at each other and move back into the dining room, where we now see that Rosic has also covered himself in gravy to entertain the now squealing Che now, and the whole room erupts into laughter. And as their laughter and conversation begins to muffle, it's quickly overtaken by the sounds of waves moving back and forth. We move away from the table and the sounds of waves are now all that we hear. And as we continue to back out, we see a single unlit lantern that hangs outside the frame and surrounds this small, momentarily happy family sitting down for a family dinner. And as the sounds of the waves get louder and louder and louder, they start to change into the sounds of this intense whistling wind. And we see that light changes to a single lantern hanging outside of a tent in the middle of a snowstorm. And as we move now into that tent, we see Liko and Rosic and Osa and the four other members of this research facility. In the frozen tundra of the Northern Water Tribe. Uh, to remind you, there is uh, Kenu, who seems to be the leader of this little group, Ayodi, who is uh, sort of the muscle of the group, uh, and then Tavram is this sort of like wiry inventory person there. And then there were the two twins, Tolan and Par, both had long brown hair. Tolan is dead, and then an old man, Banram. And you have just discovered that Tolan has died and have pulled his body into this tent with you. And after some tense discussion with this team, you have been granted at least to be able to spend the night here. But it is very tense because no one is quite sure what is happening right now. There's just this tense silence, uh, and Banram, the old man, goes, well, Can I uh, get tea for anybody?
4: I'll, I'll take some. All right.
0: And he turns around, and there's like a, a heating, you know, they're, they're water tribe or waterbenders. So he starts boiling it and pouring tea in little teacups. And meanwhile, too, you can also see that, like Par, the, the uh, woman twin is, you know, still very upset, and her and Iyoti and Kenu are having a very terse conversation on the other side of the tent. And every now and then, Iyoti will will look at the three of you and point, and then turn back around and start yelling something at Kenu.
4: Um, I, I lean over to Liko and Rozak and kind of gesture towards them subtly and just say, what do you think they're saying about us over there?
5: Nothing good.
4: They probably think we did it.
5: Mm hmm. They said nothing like this happened until, well, they didn't notice it on this type of level until we arrived. So I'm going to guess that. Yeah, they think we did it. Yeah. Or they think that it's our fault that we brought it here.
4: Do we know that it's not?
5: No. But we also don't know that it is. To be fair. That's true.
4: It's true. Problems do kind of follow us, though.
5: Oh, yes. I've I noticed that a long time ago.
4: Um. What do we do?
5: We wait. But we don't have any power here, at least not right now. You're right. We just, mm-hmm. I, th- I think we just see what they want to do about the situation and then just go on from there.
3: I mean, they heard, they heard our story. They heard, I mean, we told them everything about what we just came from, so.
4: Yeah, that's true.
3: It is at
0: this point that the water is boiling. The tea is steeped and Banram has a tray and he starts walking around to everybody and he gets to the three of you.
4: Tea? Thank thank you. Yes,
0: please.
5: Yeah. No, thank you.
0: He bows. All right. And walks on. Gets it to everyone else in the group and they all take a cup. And Kenny steps up and goes, Hi, hey, uh, I don't know what to say. Um, I know that uh, a lot has happened and uh, emotions are high right now, and we are going to have to find some way to get through this night and this storm, and then you can be on your way. Um, So we've all agreed, like we said to sleep in here, keep an eye on each other.
3: Um, I don't, should we try and sleep? Like I said a moment ago, I don't think any of us can trust anyone here. So I don't think we should all sleep at the same time. That is.
0: Well, you understand that uh, we don't trust you, and it's right that you probably don't trust us, so perhaps one of our people and one of yours?
3: Sounds fair. Rose looking at Osa and Liko like, I think we're fine with that.
0: Um, Well, uh, I will let Pa get some rest. Um, she's been through a lot and, uh, Banram probably needs to sleep as well. And Banram goes, oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, myself and Tavram and iodi will pair up with one of you and we'll, we'll stay up through the night.
4: Yeah. Um, let us, I don't think we've talked about this. Why don't you give us a minute and we'll decide which one of us is going to stay up through the night. Uh, yeah, just, just give us a minute.
5: So, yeah, once we're, like, all, like, huddled, um, Liko tries to get all of us a little bit closer so that way we can kind of keep the voices to ourselves. Are you guys seriously going to sleep right now?
4: I don't see myself sleeping anytime soon. Neither do I. I mean, I'm not planning on it, but I think that you two should try. I'll keep an eye out, but, I mean... And Osa, like, looks over his shoulders... You're you're both benders, and I'm not. Like, it's more important for you to have your rest if something happens. But also, considering the same
3: fact, we're benders. If something happens at night, then w- wouldn't it be best if one of us... I don't mean any offense, Osa, but wouldn't it be best if one of us has, you know, a jump on it?
4: I, I'm not offended. Um, I mean, I could always wake you up if things go wrong.
5: What if uh I watch with you? And if I fall asleep, I'll be next to you and you can wake me up, and if you fall asleep, I'll wake you up.
4: That sounds good to me. You okay with that, Rosak?
5: Yeah, sounds good. Alright, Osa, you want to tell uh, them our plan? Yeah.
4: Um, I walk over to Kanu, and uh Liko and I are gonna both stay up with you guys.
0: Alright, well then, I'll have Iodi... And Tavram stay up. It doesn't have to be all of us at, at one time. That would be... I mean, at least some of us should should try to sleep. I'll let them know that they can wake me up if they need someone else to take watch and you can wake your friend up as well.
4: All right.
5: That's good.
0: And the tent falls into uh, uneasy stillness
5: mm-hmm.
0: as you, some of you try to sleep. And some of you can't
4: as our watch starts i want to uh reach out with my my senses and try and see if i can sense any spiritual energy there you go here in the tent
0: why don't you assess the situation uh eight (laughs) all right so you can ask me one question
4: all right i'm gonna ask my uh my special question um (laughs) what here has been touched by the spirits
0: well, let me give you a special answer. <laughs> because the darkness radiating off of both Bonrum, who is sleeping, and now Iodi is immense. Overwhelming. And you're also picking up the mask in Rosic's Louis Vuitton handbag
5: mm. i f- totally forgot about that can't bag. forget
0: that you can't forget mm. that
5: is that canon oh like, it's definitely like- <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> we'll meet we'll meet louis vuitton at some point yeah, louis- the, uh, louis? famous Nation
3: fashion designer i imagine mm-hmm. louis vuitton being like an inner circle like earth kingdom designer like <laughs> the king is definitely wearing him mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, he absolutely.
4: and he and uh the great Fautun are a power couple. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I lean over to Liko, get like really, really close, and I just whisper, Banram and Diodi are both radiating dark spiritual energy.
5: I believe you. If something wasn't right from the very beginning, I can sense it.
4: We should be ready to wake Huck and run.
5: Where exactly are we gonna run? We're in the middle of nowhere. Away. But there's nowhere to run to. Due south. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there? What well, like? What direction? South. <laughs> okay. That's where the birds go. So that's good enough for me. That's <laughs> where
4: our friends are. That's where that's <laughs> Ren and Jr.
5: South. Um. Justin.
0: Yeah. Where, where's Rue? You land at Rue. Um, uh, there's maybe like a stable or something, uh, like a makeshift stable for Rue. Okay. But you probably land it, and there's you know they they set Rue up with some place that's a little bit sheltered from from the snow.
5: Okay. So uh, I continue on with with Osa. I I can't I can't leave Rue. It's going to take us at least another I don't know how many minutes just to get her out of where, whatever they put her in.
4: True. I'm, for the record, I wasn't suggesting we leave Rue.
5: No, no, I know. I just want to say that we need to think there's still an extra step involved instead of just running.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm, I'm trying to make a plan in my head.
5: Yeah.
0: And this entire time, Iodi is just staring... At the two of you. And then a small smile cracks on her face. Dude, that's not creepy. What are you two talking about?
5: Running away. From you? (laughs) Brutal honesty. (laughs) Well, Liko is anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the, the guy with the glasses is like, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm with them, Iodi. That was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. And the smile just goes away and then she goes back to staring at the two of you.
4: I, uh, I make eye contact with Iote and I ask, what
5: are you? Oh, sad can't just ask people that (laughs) I don't think she's people I know but in case she is you can't just ask people that I'm
4: sorry if you're people you can tell me you're people but I don't think that's what you are
5: okay we're doing this we're doing this okay uh, Lee, I get my uh, my arms yeah. ready to to shoot anything.
4: Me too. Oh, I'm not
0: much of anything anymore. Huh? I am something that knows what you're going to lose. Osa. What do you mean? We've seen it. We've seen that you'll lose the one you love. Gone. Vanish without a trace.
4: We need to go back to
0: Ankela now. And it's at that moment that you hear Rue screaming in pain.
5: Okay. I immediately just get up and start darting towards Rue. Not thinking, not saying anything, just just running that way.
4: I smack Rosak's leg. Yeah, Rosak, time
3: was, to go! I was going to say, um, Rosak having trouble sleeping, he would spend some time facing away from the group, just sort of looking at the mask again, like playing uh, with it, uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. Rosak is sleeping, but even upon hearing Rue, he doesn't really jolt up. He's still examining the mask, but upon Osa smacking him, he goes, ah, And he puts the mask away and jolts up. Uh, Liko has run out, and
0: the two of you are starting to move after her, and I would
3: like for both of you to push your luck. Rosic and Osa? Rosic and Osa. 11. Okay,
0: so yes, that is a full hit from Rosic, but a miss from Osa. Rosic, you are bolting after Liko, and as you make it out of the tent, you then get tackled from behind in this blistering snowstorm. And when you turn around, you see the old withered face of Banram, who has moved with blinding speed from sleeping, he wasn't sleeping, to tackling you. And as you're on the ground, you can see Liko continuing to run towards uh, Rue. And it looks as though there is another figure that is attacking Rue. That you can kind of see. Now, I think the lucky opportunity you get is that you quickly turn around and get into a combat stance with whatever this thing is. And so... It's going to have to find a way to either defeat you or find a way to get around you. It's it's Banram? in it's locked Banrum. It's locked in it's locked in combat with you right now. So it's not gonna be able to go back into the tent. Yeah. And it's not gonna be able to continue forward to attack Liko. Okay. Now, inside of the tent, <laughs> Osa, you start bolting and you also get tackled. And you now are pinned to the ground by Iody as Kenu, Tavram, and Par all wake up and they're like, what, what is happening? What is going on? As Iodi has taken one of the teacups and is uh, not the one you were drinking, but a different one. The one she was drinking and is trying to shove it down your throat. I'm gonna let you think about that. At this point too, she is like, there's this like unearthly scream in your face. <laughs> She's shoving this down your throat, attempting to. Liko, you run out, and you see this dark figure that looks like they are uh, attacking Rue. Um, I would like for you to mark a condition, because as a part of your yip-yip, if Rue gets hurt, you mark a condition.
5: Okay. I'm going to choose afraid, obviously.
0: You see this figure, it kind of gets smacked back by Rue momentarily. You can tell Rue's hurt, but it gets smacked by Rue and it starts to inch closer towards Rue. Mm-hmm. And from behind, this figure looks familiar. You've seen this person before. You can't really tell who it is, but it, it, it looks familiar from the back.
5: So it looks like it's a got, person?
0: Looks like a person. Um. It's got uh, brown hair. Kind of tied up into a bun on top. Uh, They look like they're wearing um, like a pretty smart Fire Nation suit. Mm -hmm. Garments. And they're slowly walking towards Rue as Rue is kind of cowering a little bit. Rue, she's hurt.
5: And I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> we've, we've run into a lot of people. I don't think Leekos even worried about who the identity yeah. is. So I'm just gonna, as I'm running, and I'm and I'm running at full speed here. As I'm running towards this, uh, this figure,
2: mm-hmm.
5: I scream at at Rue to start using ice bullets, mm-hmm. while I go ahead and I want to turn my arm into. Into like, this big ice spear. I want to, like, form ice around my arm so that it makes this gigantic s- spear or, like, um...
0: Yeah, like a giant icicle.
5: Yeah, but, you know, it's more like, you know, when you're uh, jousting. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. A lance. Yeah, a lance, yeah. I don't want it to be too long because then I think it's going to mess up my balance. So I just want it to be just yeah. a little bit longer than my arm.
0: The ice from inside the reserve of your arm, which normally you use to, like, shoot bullets, just encapsulates your arm and starts forming into this lance and you just go charging at this person. I, I like rely on your skills and training and I'll tell you what. Um, so part of yip, yip is when you fight beside your animal companion, mark fatigue to become favored. This isn't an exchange, mm-hmm. but I'll let you mark fatigue to add a plus one to this role.
5: That makes sense. I can do that. Oh, seven plus one right so that's an eight
0: pushes you up to an eight. eight oh boy you are running and it's been a while that you fought in extreme weather conditions i don't know if you've ever fought in extreme weather conditions at least in the campaign that we've played um so there your your footing is off in the snowstorm and on the snow and uh, if you don't mark a fatigue, you're going to lose your balance and uh, will stumble and fall.
5: Okay. So. You'll
0: hit the person and then kind of fall in front of them.
5: And a mark a fatigue. You okay. cannot have that happen. Yeah,
0: that's a good call. You sort of correct yourself in the last moment. And from behind just jam this thing into the shoulder blade of this figure as these ice bullets are pounding it. And as the spear just goes straight through his shoulder, it just turns its head to look at you. His body facing forward, but his head facing you. And you see Dosa.
5: I want to melt the ice, and I want to use... When my hands inside his shoulder rip the shoulder off him. <laughs> this guy turned his head around. Don't look at me like that, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you're right. You're it's, right. You're, right. It's, it's, you're not
1: wrong.
5: No,
0: no. It's, it's, it's perfectly great. It's just I'm I'm more shocked because it's, it's badass. <laughs> That's why I'm but shocked. But, him, but it's
4: also not, me. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, know, shocking that.
3: Come on. Is no, this, yeah, the yeah. Same, this is the same person who took an entire vine down a crocodile's throat in season yeah, one. it's okay. true. <laughs> it's true. Um,
0: why don't you rely on your skills and training again?
5: Uh, okay, nine. Oh, thank God. Nine. <laughs>
0: Unless you mark a fatigue, this situation is in very unnerving, and I would like for you to mark a condition if you don't mark a fatigue to steal yourself for this absolutely terrifying thing that is happening right now.
5: I am troubled. <laughs> okay. And can, yeah, I marked the troubled condition.
0: That makes sense. It is about to scream in your face, the same scream that you can kind of hear echoing from inside of the tent. As you turn the ice back into water and then just you rip your arm out and uh, the the shoulder explodes uh. Uh, and it does scream and in its stumbling its face falls off and a wooden mask falls to the ice and snow as you now see a featureless, figure just stumbling back clutching its shoulder
5: can i have rue come up and just chomp it in half
0: yeah i i think yes i think um i'm not gonna make you roll i think with uh you rolling both of those successes on the liner skills and training this thing is caught off guard that rue just chomps chomps on the figure and that figure is no more. I kind of want to m- move and see what Rosick is doing. Rosick, you're you're pinned to the ground and I turned around to see the old man, Banrum, just the, the creepiest grin, just smiling down
3: at you. Where do you think you're going? So, Rosick like, looking at this terrifying version of Vanrüm, and also Mm -hmm. trying to get a hold while on the ground. He's looking back and forth between this face of Vanrüm and also trying Mm -hmm. to look up behind him at what's going on with Rue, Liko, and this figure. And he Mm -hmm. wants to get there. So he, Rosa tries his best to bring his legs to him and kick Vanrüm off and separate himself from him with with a, a flame shield, a firewall.
0: Oh, okay. Um, why don't you rely on your skills
3: and training, then? Okay. That roll of focus, I believe, would rely on your skills and training. So that's a plus two. That's a four and a five. So that is an okay. 11. Right. That's an so 11. are good. Okay. Nice. <laughs> that's
0: pretty good. Um, <laughs> you kick this thing away. A fire shoots out of your boots, and then a flame wall erupts. And... Liko hears this, Rosic hears this, Osa hears this, a blood-curdling scream erupts from (laughs) Banrum as it's flailing in your firewall.
3: As soon as he notices that they're separated, he just turns and runs away as he's screaming and starts sprinting towards Liko and Banrum as the scream gets a little muffled in the blizzard.
0: And as you turn around, that is when you see Rue just chop a figure, spit it out into the snowbank.
5: Uh, and then Lika would hop on, on Rue, and she looks around for Osa, because she sees Rosic, but she's looking around for Osa.
0: And at this point, we will go back into the tent as Kenu and Par and Tavram are staring at Iodi as she is pinned osa to the ground and is trying to shove her teacup with whatever was in there into osa what do you do so this thing is in my mouth she's starting to force it down i'm sure you're struggling against it Yeah, but if you don't do something it's going down there
4: okay i want to try using my call from a far move
0: okay what do you do who do you contact
4: so i am how do they help
3: (laughs) your spirits come out of his mouth
4: yeah, I am calling out to a, uh, one of a, a very small handful of other spirits that I met when I was in the spirit world, um, and this is a spirit named Rafan, who is uh, a minor spirit of uh, vitality and like physical prowess. Help, Rafan! Help. <laughs> Let's see, ooh, a seven.
0: Okay, uh, so with a seven, you get to choose one of your four options.
4: Yeah, I cry for help. And they rushed to my location.
0: What do you think about this? What do you think about marking a destiny track? Okay. To do that. So, anytime you call someone who we haven't seen, destiny track. If it's someone we've seen, no destiny track. All right. What does Rafan look like?
4: Rafan is in the form of a, a jaguar ape. Yes. So, he's this like combination of like a, a large chimp and a jaguar.
0: And. There is this bright light, Osa, and if your friends were in there, they would see your airbending tattoos light up momentarily and then dissipate as then you feel the pressure of Iodi trying to pin you down, loosen, as you look up and see these giant ape hands just grab the back of Iodi and... Chuck her out of the tent, outside, and it helps you up. And goes. Thank you for what you've done. I'm glad to pay the favor.
4: Thank, thank you. I, uh, I don't think it's done though. I don't think it's. I don't think it's over.
0: Oh, you get one wish, <laughs> and then I leave forever.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, uh, thank you then. Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It's hard to tell with you spirits.
0: And uh he, he, he Refun follows you outside.
4: What do you mean, you spirits? Uh, yeah,
0: what do you what do you mean you spirits?
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're to keep that in. that is no, too much what, fun for me. You
0: uh Rosick, you oh you've ran up to uh Liko now, the two of you see a figure get tossed out of the tent and into the snowbanks outside. And then this figure gets up with this unnatural speed and looks around.
3: Um, without even hesitating, as soon as it gets up, we're just like run up to it and do like yeah. a spinning hammer kick and launch this pyro wall straight towards it.
0: I want you to rely on your skills and training.
3: Alright, here we go. Okay, eight. Okay. <clears throat> I do it imperfectly.
0: Yeah, you do. And um, it's a little too big and too large. And it's also going to light the tent on fire.
5: <laughs> he was all proud. And now he's like, eee. Unless I mark a fatigue? Sorry.
0: Unless you mark <laughs> fatigue. Correct.
5: Hmm.
3: So we're all telling a story here, right? Yeah. We all want to make it interesting. Yeah. Rose like, he does this in a split second, you know. He doesn't really have time to think. He's just launching a pyre He wall. doesn't have time to think. like when did he have
0: time to think?
3: He launches his pyre wall, and he's slightly taken aback upon the tent being lit in a blaze. Uh, Kenu and Par
0: and Tavram and Osa and Rafan are all rushing out of the tent as <laughs> a giant wall of fire goes rushing past them. Hits. This creature, whatever it used to be, and you hear that same unearthly scream come from its mouth as it falls down into the banks. And it's a good thing that the rest of you rushed after it, because the tent, moments later, goes up in flames.
3: Everyone else got out. Everyone gets out though. Okay, good. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and uh, this, this figure it it disappears or it just goes down into
0: it falls I- it falls down on the ground. Doesn't seem to get okay.
5: up. I want a uh, Liko to mo- to notion to Rue, when because she's already riding her. I want Ru to kind of fly by. I want her to take a running start and run by Rosik. I will pick him up with my my strong arm. Mm-hmm. Throw him in, throw him on the on the back on and the then saddle. as I'm like as we start flying up into the air, um Rue grabs Osa with her arms. Um not even thinking we're just like does, trying to get out of there.
3: As soon as Rose like, gets like the intention that is trying to direct Rue to leave, he pushes back. Rozak doesn't want to leave these three people just here in a blizzard with a burned down tent. I think as Lico tries to pull on Rozak as Rue flies by him, Roslik was like, No, 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 we can't leave them. We we need to grab them too.
5: Liko immediately says no and just keeps going with the with the plan to to go after Osa. Like let's just grab Osa. We'll figure it out later.
3: We're just gonna leave them in this blizzard with these with these spirits.
5: Mm, it everything's happening so fast that Liku's just not even like. It's not that she doesn't want to answer. It's just that she's more focused on making sure that, that we get Osa uh, safely. Yeah, I
4: don't, I don't know if uh Justin, do you like. I think we all know each other pretty well. I'm guessing Osa can probably see what's happening. Like kind of guess Liko's intentions. I don't know if you want me to make like an assess the situation to see if I actually can like read that or.
0: Well, tell me what you intend first and let's see.
4: I was just going to say in the moment before she and Rue reach me, Osa looks at Rafan and just asks, will you stay here and make sure these three are safe? I'm okay with that.
0: Um,
3: Yes, but that is now two
4: <laughs> Two wishes. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs>
0: Be careful uh, young that... airbender. Do not anger the spirits.
4: I'm not trying to uh Why don't yeah. Th- thank you. Um Thanks
5: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That's all you can do Peace. sometimes. By the way. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah. Osa and Liko definitely tell that Rozak tries to like maybe consider even try to like start or like fight to go back and like maybe like jump off of Rue.
4: Yeah. If, so if Rozak's on Rue, when you guys get Osa, I'll, I would have already been planning on saying like, okay, cool. Uh, Rafan is going to stay in and help them make sure they're safe until the blizzard clears.
3: Who's Rafan?
4: Uh, that giant spirit. And I just point at Rafa. The jaguar Jack- <laughs> ape. <That laughs> <Rajan laughs> Rafan is Jack- ape.
5: I want to guide Rue to land, but kind of far away, so we're not too far, but we can still see the burning tent and the figures. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure that we were all together, and we can decide what to do next.
4: Ligo, you heard what Iody said. I'm, I'm worried. I think we need to get back to Ankela. We have the mask. Yeah.
5: Yeah, but Rosic doesn't want to leave these people behind.
4: Vaughn's gonna keep them safe. He, there's a monkey cat spirit. You can trust him.
5: So we're just gonna go.
4: Everyone's
5: okay with that.
3: I mean, I think that spirit's better suited to protect them than we are, anyways. So
4: he's a spirit of vitality. If anyone can protect them, it's him.
5: Yeah. So right before we leave, uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Rosic. You have the mask, right?
3: Rozek looks in his Louis Vuitton handbag. You
5: have the
0: mask.
3: Okay, yes. Rozek hold- okay, holds. holds it up, and like he, like he sees gri- grips kind of loosen. <laughs> he almost drops it while you guys are like flying. Oh I got it. It's right here. Put it
5: back in your bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on, let's go. And then we just start flying back towards. Uh, where, where are we going, Osa? Um, on Kella. <laughs> yeah, we right. end up flying north. I almost said Boston I, so I was like, okay. We end up flying north. Nope, We're like, no, the other way, the other way.
4: There's nothing left we can do for Che and Ren back to Boston Se.
3: They're playing like cards for who knows how long.
4: Ren's playing solitaire while Che sits there, not being able to see Ren play solitaire.
0: Oh no. Aww. How about this um Lico? Why don't you give me a pusher luck to fly in this
5: snowstorm? I got a nine.
4: Nine. Would it make sense, Justin? I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. Please throw it. If if maybe Instead of something bad happening to us because of this nine, we just all have to mark a fatigue to be able to like hold on through the storm.
0: Yeah, so here, I, yeah, I like that. Um, I was pretty...
1: <laughs>
5: was, that it was very intense. Here's,
0: here's what I'll say. Um, mark a fatigue, and uh, normally when you travel on Rue for a long extended period of time you unmark your fatigue i will say that because it is a snowstorm you do not do that so you mark you all mark fatigue to sort of stay conscious and alive as you're flying in the snowstorm and you don't get to unmark the fatigue like you normally would riding on route
3: okay
5: okay fair all right seems less stressful seems okay weird. it's fair i think that
0: yeah. i feel that accurately represents what's happening that's nice and yeah, simple yeah it's simple yeah i can't i can't always Thanks, go at 100 johnny. you're right johnny you're right i gotta
4: pull, pull back <laughs> from you will fall off but i will say from a from a player perspective <laughs> i'm about to self-inflict something that is uh not in my best interest but i'm doing it anyway please i do. think that even though he's not saying anything yeah. to Liko and rosek about this uh and he trusts Rafan. Osa does feel guilty about leaving Mm. the other three there. And so I'm marking guilty. Please.
0: Absolutely. I will absolutely get behind that. Love that. Love that for sure.
3: Um, Of course
0: you do. (laughs) You fly. Like I said, I think it was a few hours north. So it's a few hours back. Daylight is now breaking up over the horizon. The snowstorm is starting to die down. And by the time you get to Ankela, it's completely died down. And you land and make your way back to the inn that you know Ren and Che are staying at.
3: Um as as we we're riding as the storm starts to die down, I think real quickly Rose like, will find a chance to ask Liko if she like like about the figure. Her and Rue fought. Did what what was that? Did you get did you get a good look at it?
5: I I'm tempted to tell him what I saw, but I also know how much this has haunted him for so long that I decide to lie about it. And uh kind of like what johnny was doing there actually with marking conditions without anyone kind of knowing like stating it as part of the narrative but i think she would feel guilty about lying too uh i just say uh, nope i've never seen anything like it in my life and that's the truth but it's not the whole truth you know so so yeah, she'd feel a bit guilty about not being able to, or choosing not to, tell him the because
3: Rose like fully and wholeheartedly trusts Liko with his life and more. He doesn't question <laughs> that or <overall> a suspicious mind, <laughs>
5: <laughs> which makes her feel even more guilty.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a trick is only for NPCs, so true. <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> no, Rose like no, Rose like he's just yeah. You asked that. Liko tells you, it was just, I don't, I don't know what that
0: was. You continue to fly and the sun breaks up over the horizon and you land back in Kella and walk into the inn and up to your room where Ren and Che are staying, waiting for you.
1: Um, When you come into the room, you just see Che in bed surrounded by various like, uh, games card uh, stacks objects a doll a knitting kit and Ren has clearly just been trying to like provide a, <laughs> oh, no. unnecessary amounts of activity to fill the time <laughs> and Ren really beams when you come through the door it's like oh, you're here oh that's good <laughs> yep. uh, Chase having sure, lots yeah. of fun <laughs> Right. Jay. Jay is
2: sitting on the bed <laughs> surrounded by these things, knees up to his chest, head in his hands, just like like and like looks t- looks quote unquote towards you guys and is like makes a little uh uh prayer hands with his <laughs> with his hands.
4: Oh, when we get in the room, uh Osa just rushes up and pulls Ren into a hug, like doesn't doesn't like it's probably not even the type of hug you could reciprocate if you tried to like he's just like (laughs) like wraps (laughs) you up and then like kind of immediately realizes like oh this might be weird and then like pushes back and uh just like straightens out his clothes and goes i'm i'm glad you're you're okay um
1: i tried he's got the mask well oh good oh good that's a relief
2: um, che, thumbs up the, from the side.
5: Liko does the same, just kind of, but as she's running to go hug Che, she trips him all the crap. <laughs> <laughs> and ends up tackling him instead. Accidentally. I'm sorry. Ow.
3: I think, um, Rosic will give Liko and Chey a moment. And when he finds a moment, he will sort of like, sort of give Chey a chance to feel the mask just to have that assurance.
4: Another thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, while Ligo and Rosa are greeting Ren and Che, um, also will like move back and just sit down and m- start meditating and try to call out to the mother of faces.
0: I will not make you roll call from afar. Um, she has said that she will come back and she knows when you're, you're calling. So, um, there is a blinding white light as the mother of faces appears in your the room of your inn. And uh, she is a, about normal size now, about your size, even though she still looks like that gnarled tree root that goes up into four faces uh, on each of the cardinal directions. I sense its presence. You've you've
5: brought it.
4: yeah. Um so help Che help Jay over. Lego.
5: Oh Yep. <laughs> she's I. I trying to get up and then there's all this the crap just keeps like falling into where she keeps trying to put her hands and she's like, I got it and then gets her bearings and uh puts her arm behind Che. And then puts, holds on to his hand and says, Okay, let's get up.
1: I, uh, sorry. I, I bought a bunch of toys at the local store. Uh, <laughs> Che didn't say I couldn't.
2: So <laughs> you just, you, Lico, you're holding on to him. So you just feel his entire body tense for a second. And then just like a, a big sigh motion. And then <laughs> it slowly releases.
3: Yeah. Um, Rosick definitely like quote unquote helps along Che as well, but he also sees like he's he doesn't want to get in the way of, you know, his brother and Liko. So he's his hand sort of just like hovering like around Che's back and like trying to avoid <laughs> accidentally touching Liko's arm and he, he's you know, holding his mask, holding the mask in his other hand, just sort of smiling, oh, walking alongside. Perpetual fifth
0: wheel Rosick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um,
0: you walk up and the mother of faces puts her hand out.
3: Give it to me. Oh, oh, the mask? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, if I give it to you in the Louis Vuitton handbag, will it, like have like a higher value, or should I just
5: Rosic? I just need the
3: mask. Just I need just need mask. the mask.
2: Okay. Here you go. She just blindly swats at him <laughs> and just. He's smacking like
3: right in the face, right in the middle of it. (laughs) Oh
2: okay. Okay,
3: Uh, he hands her the mask. She holds it for a second and looks at it.
0: You don't know what you have done. You have saved many people from Ko's influence. While I gave rise to him, I could not stop. His taint on this world. But now that I have this, I think going forward, I should be able to counteract his influence when I need it. And she takes the mask and moves it up towards her head and places it in between her face. Her faces and it glows for a moment and then it disappears and those same four faces are there alright you ready young one
2: She holds out like a finger in like a pause motion asking for a moment um,
1: that's a human gesture that means he needs time oh I thought he just
0: I thought he was saying yes I'm ready for one face please
1: just clarifying.
3: <laughs> One place, please. One So place, he throws please. up his hands. Side of fries.
2: He turns because Liko's is already holding him. He'll turn into her embrace and like hold her and then separate and he'll like reach out for whoever's closest, probably Rosic, and then embrace him and so on and so forth through Ren and Osa. And then he'll take what is clearly like a breath, a deep breath, and give the thumbs up.
0: The mother of faces cups the sides of your face with both of her hands. And you all see a brilliant blue light envelop first the mother of faces, and then it starts to pulsate and radiate out of her and it covers both her and Che and it's it's so bright you look away for a second and then the light dissipates and there is someone standing where Che was
2: yeah so Che's features were very um, very much like his mother's before and now you look at him and it's a little disconcerting because he looks just like NaoZao like uncomfortably like now so so hey i can talk how do i how do i look everybody's you guys have a very grave look on your face
4: i think you look great why do do you remember us yeah i didn't why do you guys all why are you guys all looking at him like that i think you look you look nice you look it's different thank you you look awesome yes
2: okay guy gets a new face would like some positive input from his friends it looks good Family.
1: yeah I was just worried that maybe you'd forget something
2: I don't uh I don't know if I've forgotten anything I wouldn't know right do you feel okay I feel a little weird but I'm ready I'm ready ready to do ready to do stuff ready to ready to hunt down Iron
5: Che.
2: What? Am I? Am I ugly? Is it not? Is this not working for you anymore?
5: It's not gonna work for you. Do we have a mirror? Oh, yes. You need to-
1: Ren rummages through the pile of objects on the floor for a hand mirror and shows Che.
5: Why did you get him- Why did you, get <laughs> the did you give the faceless person a hand mirror? You guys
3: have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> why
2: did you buy a mirror why
3: would you do what, would, what would a blind person do with a hand mirror it you guys
2: have no idea, idea. <laughs> it was a bad idea
5: it was at the 99 cent store it was on he sale he just kept
2: leaving and coming back with more stuff it, it was, was a deal for a dollar.
1: I don't know I thought maybe okay anyway I hold up the hand mirror to you Jay
2: oh that is deeply unsettling I don't get it. I'm
5: He looks like his father. The bad one? That's the only one I got, bud.
2: You
3: never met him, huh?
5: Oh, yeah. And Um T doesn't like his father. <sighs> well, I'm let's sorry. not
2: dwell on that.
3: Um will just say I'm I'm just glad to have you back, brother. And just give Che a hug.
2: Yeah, for sure, brother. And he'll talk him back.
5: Yeah, Lico is She's half, like, Lego just kind of, <laughs> she doesn't right away hug him <laughs> or anything like that. She's just staring at his face. Uh, <laughs> it really does. Osa, like, mm. Osa
4: says to Ren, <laughs> does he really look that much like his dad?
1: <laughs> Ren just nods numbly. Uh, I mean, at, least,
2: at least your dad's handsome.
1: He is, yeah.
2: Thanks. I mean, you're,
1: you're handsome. Yeah, you are.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's uh,
1: it's good. It's great. It's definitely not the worst face that you could have, and you didn't forget us. So actually,
2: I think it is the worst
1: face I could have, but I appreciate that, Ren. (laughs) Okay, Ren just goes over and hugs the tree. (laughs)
3: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> after sort of like awkwardly after sort of awkwardly holding himself back, Rosie just sort of looks at them with their faces and goes, Seriously?
1: I don't control the faces. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Tree Whoa. Spirit. Thanks. Alright. Bye. For the face. Bye.
4: <laughs> Sincerely, thank you.
1: All of a sudden Ren is hugging nothing. He just kinda stumbled. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you guys have fun? No, more spirit shenanigans. Well, you probably had more fun than we did.
4: I can promise we didn't. Not uh, bad, huh?
5: I'm, I'm just staring. I'm speechless. I'm just staring at his face and <laughs> just.
4: Yeah, Osa looks at Rosa and Liko and can kind of picks up that they're not gonna share any of the story. It just relays the whole story of everything that. That happened and then after you know a couple minutes of telling the stories like, and so then we we just we left them there i mean we didn't really have a choice we had to get here we didn't want to get stuck any longer
2: man this keeps happening to you and he turns to lika <laughs> like mm-hmm. cre- creepy spirit <laughs> stuff yeah mm-hmm. we're still working on the face thing yeah all right yeah well we'll take it slow we'll take it slow. I'm-
5: that's so, fine. I'm so sorry. Right. I I am trying to rise above this, but I, I just—it's really weird. Today. Yeah, just, I understand. <laughs> just,
4: Maybe you could <laughs>
2: grow a beard. I've never grown facial hair. Maybe I can now. That'd be cool. Or a handsome mustache. Ooh.
5: Change your hair.
3: I mean, at least he doesn't have the accent.
2: Well, actually, my hair is my hair is the same, right? His hair's it's hair's the same. It's just brown. his face. Is his hair? Yeah,
5: no, but like no, no, but like change, like change, like the hairline. is his hair like, line different. Ah, hairline ah, <laughs> <Is his> hair <laughs> different. Is this hairline? Just, just go bald, just shave it. <laughs> just something.
4: I'll I'll work on that. I um, will, we'll workshop that one. I guess just, his hairline's just extremely yeah. low now. Um, with his eyebrows straight back.
5: <laughs> 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 and that's why Liko can't stop staring. <laughs>
4: i okay, will
5: okay. just go on to the back of your head he
2: just looks <laughs> like his dad he doesn't have hair growing out of his forehead thank you <laughs> anyways
5: um but yeah cre- uh, creepy spirit stuff yeah um I guess it's just uh, yeah Well, oh. a lot of creepy stuff happens to all of us I think
2: yeah clearly um so we're gonna go keep chasing Iron right he's not here do we know where he is? I think he's in the desert.
1: Do you guys the need... Desert. I uh, imagine you need to rest. Um, Sounds harrowing.
2: Yeah. yeah, you guys
4: should probably get some sleep. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of want to get out of here.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't want to keep looking at snow for a while.
2: This vacation has not been a fun
3: time.
4: Hey,
2: I'm down to leave, so.
1: Oh, so do you have any interest in the rest of that food competition? You made it to the second round, right?
4: Forget the competition. I I want to get out of here. Okay.
5: Uh, Justin, I wanted to like take a, a moment with Che, though. If When everyone starts to like leave, I grab Che's hands and I kind of like, spin him around to look at me and I just analyze his face and I like I get closer and closer and I, I look into his eyes and maybe che- maybe J- Nick would know this because you're the one who decided what the face was gonna look like does he still have Chay's eyes or is it completely
2: yeah no he has Chay's eyes
5: okay so she's like staring into his eyes and then like She kind of sees him. And then she, she starts to like, she gets a little bit more relieved and she goes, there you are. Here I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she has this big smile and then she just kisses him. And then... And goes, okay, bye, and then darts off.
2: Che <laughs> J- left to ponder that his face was <laughs> just changed <laughs> to could- his father's, <laughs> and that's the face <laughs> that, that he had his for- first kiss with. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: te- no, it's, uh, second, kiss. it's second kiss. We're not counting the
2: faceless one. That's funny.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,.
5: I don't even think I kissed his face when there was we were faceless. Yeah,
0: no, right I think we face. joked. We it joked was, about it. Yeah, we joked about it because
5: yeah, it would it be is funny. Is
2: even though I attempted to make it as least as not kiss awful. Anyways, after a second of like <laughs> just kind of sitting there with a, a hand on his hip, Tay's like, "All right, well," and then just walks down. <laughs>
4: <laughs> could uh, could also get a brief moment with Ren?
2: Sure. Yeah, it's you guys. Had
0: you also have a moment to. Come back together. Rose like fifth wheel. Maybe route. as you guys are like <laughs> continuing to pack up Rue.
4: Yeah. Um Ren, can I, can I talk to you about something? Sure. Um So w- one of the one of the women in the tent with us up there, uh her name was Iodi, and uh she was one of the spirits or possessed or whatever whatever happened to them, I don't really understand it still. Um, But she, she looked at me and she told me that I would, I would lose the person I love the most. And Hmm. I, I didn't think, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I thought before, but I just, it, it made me really worried about you. If she's telling the truth um i just i don't want anything to happen to you okay so just promise me you'll be careful whatever comes next
1: okay uh i'll be careful oh. ren finishes okay. putting something on ru and then turns to give you a hug abruptly
5: can any of us hear that?
1: It's lost in the whistling wind.
5: Okay. I was just wondering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I like that it's kind of an aside okay. between the two of them for now. I, I uh, just, at this point, I, I, I should clarify, um, Johnny, that now having this conversation and thinking back, you realize that that, that comment is somehow tied up in your destiny that mm. you are you know you're destined to take up a great spirit's mantle and now you know that part of that destiny means you will lose the one that you love mm. in order to take oh, up that Justin, mantle
5: and we just got come on man <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: I think uh as as you know Osa returns Ren's embrace and as that kind of occurs to him he just kind of tries, probably fails, but tries his best to just push that out of his mind. Yeah.
0: And as the rest of you pack up Rue and, and take off towards the Siwong Desert, the camera fades to black, and it fades up on a research station in the frozen tundra of the Northern Water Tribe. The snowstorm has passed, and so we see this jaguar ape go. All right, you're safe. I've fulfilled my part. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) And Rafan goes back to where they came from. And as Kenu and Tavram and Par are cleaning up, you know, moving boxes and crates that were smashed and trying to get all the stuff out from their burnt tent into other tents we zoom in on par she's cleaning up one of the boxes she looks around i thought i thought i heard something oh you did sister you heard my voice go drink the tea and we see par get up walk into what remains of the burned down tent and look down at a teacup that's got a sliver of wood. Well, man, we are having fun telling the story and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, I think you all have an inkling and I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Steve, my friend, you got any words for our listeners?
1: Well, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I have all kinds of emotions after this episode. I don't, I don't know how to resolve anything in my body. Very <laughs> uncomfortable. What are we doing again? It's like tenderness, <laughs> imminent grief and loss, horror. <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this. We're having a spooky good time uh, with the Flying Bison podcast. If you haven't yet, join us in the Discord. I mean, if you've listened this long and you haven't, I just don't know what you're doing. We'd love to hang out with you, so please just come hang out. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. And we hope you enjoyed exploring
0: the four nations with us and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 The Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison Podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar the Last Airbender and Avatar the Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Sunday, and outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Mankey. You can find more of their work at Pomekin.com. Link in the show notes.